0: wonder if you've ever been on holiday to a place where you didn't understand the language. Probably not recently. But it is confusing, isn't it, when you hear people speaking and you can't understand what they're saying. Have you ever tried to learn a language? Maybe at school, or, or maybe you've even learned, you know, lived in a different country. How many languages can you say hello in? Hmm? Four? Five? Wow, that's impressive. How many about, how about the people in the room with you, if you're watching with anyone else? Hmm. How easy do you find it to learn languages? It's not easy, is it? You know, there's all the words you need to learn, and then there's grammar, and then there's dialects as well. I used to live with a friend at university who spent two hours every morning studying Chinese. I still don't know if he can speak it. Now imagine if you went back on holiday to the country where you didn't understand what people were saying, but all of a sudden you could start understanding what they were saying without learning the language. That would be completely crazy, right? Impossible. But that's actually what happened in the passage that we read today. The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's God. And they started to talk. And people from all over who spoke different languages started to be able to understand them. That's incredible, right? Do we sometimes forget just how powerful god is even being able to help people understand different languages is possible for god wow if you could see my online search history recently you'd be forgiven for thinking i might have a mild obsession with anything to do with the COVID vaccine i've been watching every vaccine press conference Refreshing my Twitter feed to find out when a particular vaccine would be approved. Reading up scientific papers to get some of the details. I even purposefully walked past a GP surgery recently to have a cheeky peep to see what's going on and the people queuing. Maybe I'll stop there before you start thinking I'm too much of a weirdo. Although I guess you might be right. But it gives us hope, doesn't it? I long to see family and friends again. I can't wait to give them a hug. And the vaccine rollout is my best chance of being able to do that. And the vaccine gives us hope for us as a church too, doesn't it? There's no denying it's it's not been easy, has it? It's been difficult doing church online. You know, the novelty factor, well, if there ever was one, has now completely worn off. And as I'm speaking to you right now, you might either be watching the service by yourself or... Maybe your children are running around shouting and screaming and drawing on the walls. We've found some worship difficult too, haven't we? You know, without being surrounded by one another, seeing our hearts out. But the vaccine is coming. All we need is the vaccine, right? Your know, life's going to be amazing. we had to hug people again, travel, and the worship. Worship will be unreal. Just imagine... But is the the vaccine really the answer? And is that that what we're missing in our worship and in our lives? Think back to pre-COVID, when we could see our family and friends. With the vaccine, we'll be able to sing together in the same room. And no doubt that will be amazing. And I'm really looking forward to it. But if we pin all all our hope down to this COVID, down to this vaccine... I feel we may be in for a bit of a shock. You know, maybe there'll even be some sort of post-COVID depression as things start to return to normal and after that initial excitement and buzz has gone. We gradually realise that although it's nice, it's not everything that we'd hoped for. You know, as they say, the grass is green on the other side. There's got to be something more, yeah? If we're honest and, and we reflect... Our lives and our worship lives will, will just be underwhelming, in a sense, if they're just pinned on the hope of this vaccine. It reminds me of the, of the passage in the Psalms when the Israelites, you know, God's people were in exile. They were captive in a country called Babylon and they wept because they couldn't worship and sing together in the temple. So what is the answer then? Can we really you know, enjoy our lives and worship right now or do we have to you know just get through this and and hold on and and count down the days until the vaccine you know our 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 spiritual lives and our worship are they just on pause at the moment are we just in an in-between state we're going to read our passage again now and i'll promise you you'll find it much easier to follow along if you have a bible in front of you So do pause the video now and and take the time to find one. The passage this week follows on from what Peter was sharing with us last week. It's in Act 2, starting from verse 1, and I'll give you a second now to find it. It's page 1093 in the Church Bibles, if that means anything.
1: Great. When the day of Pentecost came, they were together in one place. Suddenly, the, the sound of a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began in languages of the languages that the Spirit enabled them. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem at the time, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are oh, all these men speaking, not Galileans? Then how come we can hear them in our own native languages? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of uh, Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Well, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own, own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow I've made fun of them and said, oh, they just had too much wine. Now, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain you this. Listen carefully what I have to say. These men aren't drunk, as you suppose. No, it's only nine in the morning. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they'll prophesy. I'll show wonders in the heavens above and on earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth is a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. The man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to a cross. But God raised him from death, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him. I saw the Lord always before me, because he's at my right hand. I won't be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will live in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your holy ones see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life, and you will fill me with, your, uh, with joy in your presence. Brothers, I can tell you confidently that Patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet, and knew that God had promised him an oath that he would place one of his descendants on the throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that was not abandoned to the grave, nor his body saw decay. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we were all witnesses of that fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you see here. But David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said this. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied and said this, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit too. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Now, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised, and about 3,000 were added to the number that day.
0: Okay, keep the passage in front of you. We'll be referring uh, to it as we go. I guess it's possible to see some similarities, you know, between the Holy Spirit and the vaccines. A highly anticipated and longly awaited gift that enters within us, a source of hope across the globe, people rejoicing when they receive it. But really... That's as far as the similarities go and I hope that today as we discover more and about the Spirit together that we'll see how comparing the two really is quite frankly ridiculous. I hope that we'll discover this morning how wonderful and marvellous the Spirit is. The passage we read today was about what happened when the disciples received the Holy Spirit for the first time. Now, you could say that if the launch party for the vaccine rollout in the UK was 91-year-old Margaret Keenan, you know, receiving the vaccine in front of the media at the University Hospital in Coventry. Well, then, if that's the case, then this passage we read today feels to me like the launch party for the Holy Spirit. And what an incredible launch party it was, too. There was a light show of tongues of fire, some big loud noises, People speaking languages they've not even learned, People from all the surrounding area gathering together in one place. And a courageous and eloquent headline speaker. And a receptive crowd who are blown away by what is said. So it's definitely caused quite a stir in Jerusalem. So what's going on here? Let's take a look. We see that uh, the disciples are together in verse 1. And it's the day of Pentecost, which is a festival 50 days after the Passover. So this festival, the Jews celebrated the wheat harvest and the receiving of the law from Moses. So there's lots of people in Jerusalem um, at that time to celebrate. And then what happens? Well, look down at verse two. Suddenly, there's a mighty rushing wind and the tongues of fire resting on each of the disciples in verse three. And they start to be able to speak in different languages. Verse four. Quite incredible scenes, aren't they? So, just quick recap. What is the Holy Spirit? The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is actually a person. It's a member of the triune God, along with the Father and Jesus the Son. And we can see from the passage, actually, that the Holy Spirit lives within Christians. I want to just highlight three things this morning that we've learned about the Hol- that we can learn from about the Holy Spirit from this passage. Firstly, I want to I want us to to think about the Holy Spirit comes with power. Okay, there's fire. There are loud noises like a mighty rushing wind down in verse two. It's quite spectacular, isn't it? As the Holy Spirit comes. There is the feeling of something big, something incredible, unstoppable, you know, quite uncontrollable happening here. It makes me think of, um, you know, when we're in the summer, of course, when we're swimming at the, at the beach. And uh, you're suddenly a massive wave comes and sweeps you up and uh, you know, sweeps you towards the shore. And there's, there's really nothing you can do about it. You're just taken by it. Or a picture of a dam, you know, those big dams. Imagine if it suddenly were to break. And just suddenly the water trickles down and just takes everything in its path, left, right and centre. The Holy Spirit in this passage is coming with such power and force. That's why the the title for this series actually is Unleashed. You know the Spirit is literally unleashed. Comes with power. Okay, the second one second point I'd like us to, to see from the text today is that the Holy Spirit knows no barriers or limits. Okay. for me, while we're uh, doing church online, it's been easy to focus on the the challenges and difficulties. It's been harder to concentrate or focus or hear or engage and sing, you know, all these things, these barriers that I can think of. See, here's the thing. If the Holy Spirit helped the people from all these different countries to understand what the disciples were saying in their own languages, I think it makes our current struggles with technology and online services possible for the Holy Spirit to overcome too, right? If the Holy Spirit can communicate with people from all over the region and they can hear and understand in their own languages and not just hear, but the passage say they are cut to the heart. I'm sure the Holy Spirit could speak to us where we are, you know, in our lounge this morning, whatever barriers we may have. Would you agree? Language is a big, massive barrier, isn't it? But not to the Holy Spirit. I wonder, you know, do we underestimate the Spirit's power sometimes? Okay, thirdly. So the Spirit helps all the uh, people understand what the disciples are saying in their own languages. But what are the disciples saying? What does the Holy Spirit help them to say? Take a look down at verse 11, the second half of verse 11, sorry. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. The things that the disciples are declaring when they are heard in these multiple languages are the mighty deeds of God. They are giving praise to God. The Holy Spirit spurs on the disciples to praise and worship God. The Holy Spirit is empowering the disciples in declaring God's marvellous deeds. And then he empowers Peter in his amazing speech to point people to Jesus. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and worship. It's a shame that we don't have time to to delve more into Peter's talk because it's it's a real gem, isn't it? Did you notice all the incredible things that Peter shared about Jesus? I'd really recommend, you know, when you have a bit of time, go through and pick out everything that Peter says in this passage about Jesus. A little uh, homeschooling exercise for you. So that was the third thing I wanted to highlight here. The Holy Spirit comes with power. The Holy Spirit knows no barriers. And the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and worship. I don't know about you, but for me during this pandemic... It's been really easy to focus on what we don't have, hasn't it? On all the things that we're missing. But let's not forget what we still have. The Holy Spirit, God living in us. Wow. Coming with power and pointing us to Jesus and to worship. We don't need to put our spiritual lives and our worship on pause and wait until the autumn. We have something incomparably greater than this vaccine. I don't share all this with you with, uh, this morning to make you feel guilty if you've been finding it hard to worship from home or engaging with the online services. Trust me, I think we all have, so you know, don't beat yourself up about it. But hopefully what I've shared this morning will help spur you on and you may be excited to want more of the Holy Spirit, to be filled again and to reconnect with God. My point is, we can't just wait for the vaccine to sort out our lives and renew our relationship with God. The vaccine will be great, but it isn't the solution for our problems. In our spiritual life and in the rest of our lives too. If you're a Christian, then we believe that Jesus is what we need. We sometimes sing, don't we? Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in him. Maybe let's pause for a moment now. Where are you at with God today? Has your faith dwindled these last few months? Where is your hope? Maybe you need to start picking up your Bible again. How is your prayer life going? Have you been putting it off recently? We all know that the restrictions aren't really going to go anywhere, any away anytime soon. You know, let's let's stop putting things off. What are you going to do this morning? I pray that we too, like the, like the crowd in the passage, may be cut to the heart. Let's come back to God today. You know just as we are maybe we need to confess maybe we need to say sorry for the way we've been living recently for living for ourselves rather than for God let's ask for more of the spirit Jesus come and renew us again come Holy Spirit Maybe this morning you've never followed Jesus before. You don't have this spirit living within you. But you realise today that you want more than just a vaccine. You want the wonderful living God to live within you and bring you life. All you need to do is pray. Ask Jesus to forgive you. And choose to follow him now. If that is you this morning, you know, we, we'd love to chat to you and help you. Do come and say hi afterwards on the, on the Zoom, after the service. You know, we'd love to, to say hi and to help you. Let's pray now. Father, thank you so much for your incredible Holy Spirit. Thank you, that Holy Spirit, you live within, within us thank you for your power thank you that you know no barriers and limitations thank you for what we've been able to see in the passage about you and how you helped the disciples being understand, understood in all these different languages and thank you because you point us to worship and to Jesus I pray that you would help us connect or reconnect with you this morning Amen.